Adam Has a Beard is produced, distributed, and managed by Elements Divide. Adam Has a Beard is sponsored by A Refined Man's Barbershop Trio Board Skate Shop Black Widow Razors with the checkout code A-H-A-B-B-W-R at checkout Wonder and Soul's Majestic Bookshop and X Products FNXFit.com with a checkout code of FNXTDIC and we're proudly brought to you by Broken Symbol Brewing. Today's musical intro is brought to you by Black Rains Red. See you looking at me while I was fixing my hair. This hair? It may look like a bunch of spiders on the top of my head having a meeting, but you don't mind that. <laughs> What's going on, man? Right, right. Right, true that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you may know this man. I have defeated him many Oh, Many times in pool, carts. Uh, there was even a foot race. There was even beer. I, I make matter of fact, I think I drank him asleep at the table once. Oh, please. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need to check the wins and losses, Carl. Because first there was the basketball game. Right. Which I you lost. Know. I felt bad for you. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, which you which you lost when I was coming off a partially torn Achilles tendon. That's why I felt bad you know, for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, then there was just the many, mm. many beatings in pool. Uh, I wouldn't say many. I say yeah, one it, or it, two. It, it was a lot, man. Uh, yeah, you know, like I, I was, three is a lot. You're right. Well, I was calling that eight ball in the corner pocket. You know. Yeah, and three then, times. It's a, you know, sometimes the sun shines on a dog's ass every <laughs> once in a while. Let me tell you, right, ladies and right. gentlemen. Kenneth Washington, sir, thank you for coming on to the show. You know, we have had many, many years of laughter. Right. Many years of me busting on that ass. (laughs) (laughs) And may I say thank you Mm. for finally Mm. Mm -hmm. trimming up that I don't know that abnormal growth. Mm, that's that's a man. Shit. That's a man for you, by the that, way. I, that, <laughs> I mean, that might be like half man, half centaur. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is, or what? Right, right, right. I tell you, so that you know, the the, the previous employment was like, you know, well, maybe you should uh, should shave. <laughs> oh, I should, huh? Oh, so guess what happened? I didn't shave. And then I get to, you know, I guess step up a notch. I go to the big leagues. Now I'm at, you know, at the regional, regional right. level. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trim it up. 
You know what I'm saying? I trimmed it up. I didn't. My afro's coming in nice and tight. Looks like All a right. looks like a squirrely little mess in there. But it's, spiders it's like meeting. You you're mm. looking more like you look when I first met you. You're welcome. Okay. And I know you can feel me on that. <laughs> right. I don't have the goatee to do it now, uh, like we were, like back in the day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how incredible this shit is. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Remember, the, I had to shave because I just kept doing it. <laughs> I, I was in my sleep, was waking up. I'm like, man. <laughs> and then you like you you would notice you were doing it and be like, oh god, you know. And then it'd be your other hand. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is incredible. Wait, god dang it! <laughs> Tape my hand down. Can't answer the phone. My hands are taped down. I'm like, yeah. Somebody... Now, why did Brent have to tell us that story, man? You know, you know what, Brent? Why? Why? <laughs> Shout out to Brent, though, man. We're, you know, right. I mean, be will. Be will many, many, many stories uh, and, and entertainment. But let me, let me, uh, you know, before we get into busting on be will, because I have lots to ask you about, about be will. <laughs> right. And, and Michael, shout out to Michael. Happy birthday to uh, Michael Washington, our exactly. boy. Yesterday. But, snake bites. No, no, no <laughs> snake bites. That was the first thing I told him was like, no snake bites. God damn it. Look, I'm still, I'm just now eating solid food. It's been a solid decade. No. And I don't sleep under my bed anymore. Okay? Right. 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 So before we get into all of that, man, look, my show, my podcast, I started doing this because one, I felt that there was, there was another aspect to the healing type after. So after being hit by, you know, a couple of drunks and just, you know, recovering from injuries, doing all sorts of things like, you know, cryotherapy, uh, I do hyperbaric, the Michael Jackson treatment. I did, um, a lot of physical therapy, uh, float tanks, sensory deprivation tanks, saunas and things like that. Things just to strengthen my body. And I was just like, at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm sharpening all the tools. I mean, this physique, you can't get this physique anywhere. Well, Bah, well, this I mean, one. Number one, that frail body of yours needed some strengthening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's too bad it took some drunks to hit you. Wait, you, uh, you know, for, let me tell for you, you to For you to put that <laughs> this machine that you call it um, <laughs> and, and start working on it. I mean, um, you were getting enough workout holding that beard up there. Right, right. My neck, neck muscles. Right. You know? My neck is is on point. It's on point. <laughs> so I'm sharpening all these other tools, but the one tool that I, you know, I failed, failed to recognize the, the most was my mind. I mean, my mind's already strong, you know, because I busted on you all so many years. But that, but <laughs> but I had to like reevaluate a couple of things, right? You know, so like memory, like loss of memory, loss of you know, uh memories forgetting who people were um things like that so the met the whole mental aspect of the game was like i felt was a slacking so i started doing this podcast well i mean let, let's just be perfectly honest right, right. some people are forgettable mm, well you know, i mean right. you know it's like you haven't given me a reason to remember you right you know? so i mean you like a brother like me you know who uh, you you know brother you know who <laughs> you know <laughs> like you know you, you're not gonna forget me you know i mean you know I, look, I, I mean, let me tell you something. trust me there were people that met me once at mm -hmm. those seahawks games when mm -hmm. i was of course rooting against them right right you know talking trash you know the whole arena being hot 
you know, with me and uh, Uncle Willis, you know, <laughs> Willie D. Will. Willie D. And, you know, th- those people never forgot, you know, right. they're, they're, they're just like, oh my God, man, those two cats, man. Right. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> and tried to forget you, but guess what? You know what? They probably did now. No. <laughs> That's burned into their memory. Man. Those cats probably wake up in a cold sweat at night around football season, you know, or every time the Seahawks lost, you know. I hope those guys are not watching the TV. They're probably, they're probably like, oh, my God. I'm so glad I don't have to see those brothers. I mean, you were there at you were there at OFR back in the day when, oh, when the home team lost, and you know, I I walked in and those people like Kenneth, I, I really don't want to talk to you right now. It's like I, I really don't care, man. Yeah, you're going you know, to talk. I, I've it's been like, listening to you for months, so months. You know, you're gonna get this smoke. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're gonna stand close to the fire. Guess what? You're gonna get burnt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and so, so the whole mental aspect of the game, man. And so the the, the podcast that was the whole point of that was, you know, man, I want to get together with my friends. I want to laugh. I want to talk about things, things that are that are important, things that are not important. Uh, talk about movies. Talk about laughing. But I want to get on that mental aspect, man. That mental that mental game, man. So like, is this a you know, before, and maybe you're still doing it, you had music as your creative outlet. Right. So is this kind of just a, you know what? Let me, let me, let me try something else to, you know, get that creativity, that, that spark, that fire that I, you know, that I poured into music. Yeah, I wasted a lot of time playing music with people that didn't have the same mindset. They didn't want to, you know, they, they they felt that they were too good for this or too good for that. Didn't want to follow through or they didn't. They The money was a motivating factor for them to do whatever, right. to, to split off. And I wasted, I spun wheels. I, I threw away careers. I mean, I guess like, yeah, I can't because I want to put all my time and energy into the music. But here I am now. I'm like, man, you know what? I wasted all that fucking time. You know what I mean? Right. So now this may be that creative outlet. You know what I'm saying? So now like here I am now and I'm like, yeah, man, this is, a, this is a good platform. I have some amazing sponsors. I know some amazing people. And then, well, of course, then, then I know you, I guess, <laughs> you know, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is a creative outlet, man. I mean, it offers me the opportunity to, to, to talk. And for whatever reason, you know how, you know, this firsthand, man, right. You and me get into a room, and for whatever reason, it's like we pour gasoline on that son of a bitch and light it on fire, right? Right, right. And it, and it don't stop. I mean, we go our, you know, we do our different things. You go do your thing, I go do my thing, and I still have a, a a knack of drawing people in, and for whatever, either lifting them up, busting them down, kicking their butts, go do what this. We're gonna go do this. We're gonna go do that. You know, it's that. I don't know. I pride myself on being a natural leader because I. Look, my mom took the switch to me a couple of times. You know, those are lessons you don't forget. So if you can avoid those lessons, then you can, you know, further teach people to do their own thing. You know what I mean? Hey, you're going to you can be a good person. This is what you're going to do. You're going to be a good teammate. This is what you're going to do. You're going to be a good worker. And here we are. You know what I mean? So. So it was one of those times, the whiskey sour night Oof. with the eclipse. 
Oh, that was a fog cutter night. <laughs> oh, was it fog cutter? Fog okay. cutters, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was yelling at me, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> oh. Are you listening to me? Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that was a good lesson. Just don't fall asleep when mom's yelling at you, because that, yeah. that's, that's a lesson you'll never forget. So the mental aspect game, man, let's talk about this. You know what I mean? It, the big... The big thing, the big name, everybody's, you know, how do you, how, how do you, how would you say it? The casting, the casting shadows upon her. Right. Simone Biles, man. I think oh. that, I think that people are forgetting that Simone Biles wasn't the first athlete to do that this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's be real. Okay. I mean, there, there's always going to be haters out there. You know? True. Very and true. especially if you're, if you're black, you know, if, well, if you're, you know, if you're Hispanic, whatever, and you're dominant, mm -hmm. you know, she's the most accomplished gymnast in history. Yeah. You know, and she was there when Larry Nasser was doing his thing, you know, yep. and, you know, hey, every once in a while, you know, uh, whatever's going on in your mental you know, she just couldn't do it. She tried to do it. She tried to do it. She, she tried, tried to do that mm -hmm. vault, even though in her, she wasn't in the right headspace. And she knew, wow, mm -hmm. I don't have it today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not getting walked. I'm not going to go out of the here on a stretcher. Right. You know, and so these people hating, it's like, well, look, man, it, it, other people have jobs that they, don't whatever happened that day they don't feel like going to work they call in sick right you know i mean just because you're an athlete she she didn't have it she wasn't willing to, to and i wouldn't either i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill myself trying to do this today it's it's right. not gonna help my team right and right. so she she said so, hey I, I don't have it let's give somebody else an opportunity yeah see you that know? takes a big person to say that you know what i mean yeah i mean in this culture in this culture that we live in now, it's always like, you know, it, it's acceptable. We've now accepted it. So somebody, a female can say, Hey, I'm going to take a mental day. Right. But now it's getting to that point where like, you know what, man, even a guy can say, Hey man, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. Not feeling it today. So if, if LeBron James said, Hey man, I'm going to go dancing tonight. Well, you know what? I'm not feeling the game. You know, he's going to get criticized. Yeah. You know, well, it is LeBron James. He's the biggest, one of the biggest. Hey, hate him or love him. He is one of the biggest superstars on the planet right now in the NBA. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if he was to take himself a mental day, you know he's going to get that backlash. He's getting paid millions of dollars. He is uh, supposed to obligate his contract. He's supposed to do this. He's supposed to do that. But the bottom line is, is when an athlete or you, me, uh, a guy off the street. Well, no guys off the street. They don't work, but that's working class citizens. They cannot feel that. They, they're like, you know what? I'm going to take myself a sick day. I'm going to take myself a mental day. I'm going to recoup. I'm going to come back strong. Right. Why can't, why, why do you think that is, you know, is it because you think that because of the, where she's at in Japan um, doing sports, um, she's over there just doing sports. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, people are, are, are you know, people are going to hate, 
you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, why'd you go over there? Or, you know, blah, 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 this. And it's like, well, she was over there competing in those Olympics with Larry Nasser as the trainer mm-hmm. before. You and know, Larry, and, and Larry she, Nasser, to be clear, Larry Nasser was the guy who was uh, involved in the sexual allegations, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he molested all those young girls, you mm-hmm. know, so she had to perform before with that stuff pressing on her, on her mind. mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this stuff was happening, you know, and she was able to block it out and, and, and do it. You and know? by the way, no kid, no kid, because she's a kid to you and yeah. me. Well, to me, she's a kid to you. She's a grandkid. But oh, said, but she, she is a kid. And still competing at a at, at top notch, I'm talking world stage. Right. Now, most of the criticism I'm hearing, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kenneth, you tell me by all means, most of the criticism we're hearing are from people who are sitting at home, at home, oh, and yeah. most likely in their mother's basements eating Cheetos and their tidy whities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, and it, I mean, let's just be all the way real. If you're an athlete, especially if you're an athlete of color, it's different. You know, Naomi Osaka, the tennis. Yep. Player, yep. I like she to talk specifically about her talked about the media and the way they go at her, just like the way they go at Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, like she Serena Williams is the most dominant tennis player, female tennis player ever. Oh yeah, it now, a lot of the legends, and 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 she gets a lot of hate for that. Remember, they didn't want her wearing certain things, or you can't wear that, or blah blah mm. this and da da da. da. And I'm I could tell myself, you why that I'm woman thinking, is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. You know, I remember a a white boy back in the day with some colorful outfits and crazy hair, Andre Agassi, mm-hmm. and you guys embraced him. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter, you yep. know. You're gonna let so you're gonna let this man with the mullet and nut huggers and colorful clothes wear what he wants. But Serena Williams, who is let me tell you by the way, she is beautiful. Yeah, quite beautiful. You cannot let her wear what she wants to wear because you let a man wear his nut huggers. Look, he was smuggling plums <laughs> on national TV, on international TV, mind you. You know what I'm saying? Right. We have to now limit to what she's going to wear. No, I think the standard should be, guess what? Welcome to the 21st century. Yeah, I mean, you never you never hear anything. And uh, go to the NBA, okay? You ever see how the media go with these black superstars? Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's always, well, you haven't won. You haven't won a ring or always pointing out their weaknesses. 100%. Like, you know, you, well, you can't play your defense. Isn't that great? Blah, 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 blah. Do you ever hear them say that about white? Play? I never heard anybody say that about Steve Nash. Never. I never, never. heard anybody say that about Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, you did. Great. I don't hear anybody saying that about Luka Doncic right now. Mm, Those all three of them had no defense. None. You know, they they could not play D. They had no D, you know, and Mm -hmm. all you heard from the media was how great they were. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's two ends of the floor. This isn't football where you play offense and then defense. Somebody else comes in. Right. You got to guard somebody. Right. If you can't guard somebody, that's a problem. You get scored on. You get dunked on. Yeah. You get outclassed. and, and, And they couldn't guard anybody. So it's like, wait, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. 
you're not pointing out these guys' weaknesses on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Like, hey, yeah, he's good, but he got no D. Right. You know, or right. yeah, yeah, he's good offensively. I mean, he can score. He can do this. He he can pass, mm-hmm. but he can't defend anybody. You know. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem too, man. I mean, you know, I don't necessarily. Well, I'm not going to say that that being of color is is not the problem. What I'm saying is. The problem is the way the media portrays everything. Yeah. Their narrative is twisted 100%. Depends on who's paying them. Depends on what kind of financials they're being put into their pocket. What kind of narrative they're going to be pushing for the week. Now, a a, a person of color, uh, uh, of the black community, of the Hispanic community, of the uh, Asian community, of the Wu-Tang community. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the woo brother so yeah. these these people who are out there busting their ass got to where they are now and making these multi-million dollar deals uh doing what they're doing what they loved mind you at but they don't really portray the story that those guys have gone through right right so you know they come from poverty they get to college and then like you know all of a sudden they're in big leagues and then they get the toughest questions. They get the worst light shed on them. And I think it's the media that's doing this. I think there should be something done with the way that the media is doing this, cracking, trying to break these people's mental aspects or mental fortitude, mental strength by cutting them down. I think I think the shit's just overplayed. I mean, well, 100%. No, the, the media, I mean, the media, they're... they're, they're these are just people that have um they have their people they like and dislike you can kind of tell Mm -hmm. that sometimes you know that that there are players that they like and dislike sometimes that comes out Mm -hmm. um now there's a difference between somebody asking legitimate questions Mm -hmm. you know because there are times where you know you play a sport and you know, you're, you're, it's highly competitive and you lose and you're going to be emotional. Anybody would be, any player is going to be, you know, and so if you have to talk about that right after the fact, yeah, some emotions could spill out. And sometimes the questions are legit. You know, it's just a question like on the game, like, Hey, you know, um, you know, what, why did, uh, you know, um, why didn't you take that last shot or, you know, what, what were you thinking in, in that moment? Or, you know, you know what I mean? Something like that. Th- those are legitimate questions. You know, you're kind of asking and mm-hmm. sometimes players and kind of rightfully so sometimes they can get emotional when answering those questions. Sometimes they get mad, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't want to answer and yeah. it's not any, like, it's not any mental health issue. It's just, I'm emotional right now. And I, you know, sometimes you'll see the people they'll get up and walk off the, you know, yeah. The and, and, and it's basically, they're like, they're probably thinking to themselves, I'm too emotional and angry right now to answer this question. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to say, right. you know? And it's kind of like, you know, you're at work or something, but you know, they always say, or even not at work, if you're angry and you're doing a post or a tweet mm-hmm. or emailing somebody, they always say, wait, don't hit send right away. Mm-hmm. Wait till you kind of calm down. And then oh, I'm a, a full send for me. You full send. That, the, that shit is flying. Guess what? I'll see you in the morning. 
<laughs> but Be you know what I mean? It's like you 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 kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't send this because when you're emotional like that and angry, who knows what you're putting in there? Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I agree. And athletes have that. They should have that that moment or that mute or that minute. You know what I mean? I, I think that, you know, interviewing them right away after a game, these athletes are supercharged. I mean, they just got playing a game, adrenaline pumping for almost, you know, you know, depending on who who's playing, you know, the, the Cowboys, they don't have adrenaline pumping. They, <laughs> they suck anyway. Right. But, you know, we, the Seahawks with Danger Russ Wilson, they're playing, they're emotional, they're up there, they're supercharged, they're the, the Steelers. It, it doesn't matter. These athletes are pumping. Their adrenaline is going 110%. They're giving everything they got. Then to get off that podium and if they lose because – Pete Carroll makes a shit call. <laughs> Let's not revisit that, but uh, maybe we will. Uh, you know, and they're supercharged. They're emotionally charged. Now they're at the point where they're just broke. They're broken. Their will, their mental fortitude has broken. You know what I mean? There should be a time where the media is like, okay, well, shit, you know, these guys it was just emotional. Maybe we should back off just a minute. But, you know, but see, uh, that won't happen because we have an appetite for that. You know, we, we do want to see that, you know, we, we want to like, you want to like, like you're almost like you're in the locker room. So you want these guys raw emotions, you, you, you know, and it's, but you have to understand, Hey, there might be times where somebody can't talk right now, mm-hmm. you know, and instead of killing the, the person, it's just like, Hey, look, man, it, it happens. You yeah. know, we'll talk to them tomorrow or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you want to, you want to hear from them, you know, kind of, kind of right away. And it's not like as soon as the game ends, there's a microphone in their face, but um, you know, you, you kind of want to hear from them and get their take and everything. That's why when, when Marshawn Lynch, for example, mm-hmm. remember when he wouldn't answer any questions Yeah, and the, um, you know, all these people up here were like, why, you know, why, you know, blah, 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 this and leave them alone. And it's like, look, that's part of the game. That's part of the job. It's part of it. It, it, it. If athletes didn't answer any questions after games or anything and weren't accessible to the media, then the NFL wouldn't be the billion dollar business it is. 100%. The NBA, you know, it's like that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like, no, man, you have to answer some questions, mm-hmm. you know? And you, I mean, there are athletes that, you know, like, just because somebody's asking you a question, number one, doesn't mean you have to answer it if you didn't sure. like the question. Yeah. I've seen plenty of athletes. I remember Charles Barkley flat out telling people that's a stupid question, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Muhammad Ali clowning, you know, people asking him some questions, you know, yeah. like you can go at them, yeah. you know, and, and you know, there's some questions like, well, I'm not answering that. That's stupid. You know, I mean, I remember when this one guy asked Barkley, he goes, um, he said, what's the most important thing you do next game or your team does next game? And he goes, score more points than they do. (laughs) You know, he just was looking at the dude. Damn, that's obvious. I mean, what are you thinking, a reporter? Yeah, you know, it's it's like, you know, so. Yeah, and not everybody's built for that, you know, yeah, yeah. talking to the media and everything. But it's at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're a professional athlete. You know that's part of it, and mm-hmm. it's something you could work on. 
Yeah. You know, we've seen these guys that you know, you watch some guys throughout their career and maybe they weren't comfortable talking to the media at first because it's right. not like something you you do. Now, that's changed a little bit because they're following these guys from high school and, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and then they get more comfortable doing it. You know, just like anything else, the more you do it, the more you kind of, you know, now you get better get comfortable, it. do it like I'm pretty sure when you first started doing the podcast, you know, maybe there were some things about it you weren't comfortable with. And then you 100%. just realize and you got better and better at yep. it. I mean, I'm, I remember when I used to back in the day when remember when, you know, Margaret, all we, we had those camcorders and everything <laughs> clowning and just, you know, making those. Yeah. And at first I felt uncomfortable in front of the, the camera. Mm -hmm. It was weird. It was like, it was there and you're, yeah. you're just like, you weren't at ease. And then I realized when I was watching it, I'm like, well, I look stupid. Just, kind of just being uncomfortable instead of just being myself instead of just like well just forget about the camera just do like you normally would do and mm -hmm. when i started doing that then it was like oh okay yeah now i because i could see i wasn't really acting like myself then you know exactly yeah once you, it's, it's repetition it's repetition yeah. and it's just like athletes man repetition repetition and you know once you, you do it enough you start to get that muscle memory yeah and, muscle memory yeah and you're you're better at it you yeah know? like performing on stage yeah you know? when you used to perform on stage i bet at first maybe you're kind of like okay nope. well you not know. me not me for whatever reason man i was built for that oh you were you were good right off the, right off the right off the get-go <laughs> let's do this right my hell that's what i always wanted to do was a little kid that's all i wanted to do is play music and i think that that's a, that was the downfall for me was because i surrounded myself with people who didn't want to do that right you know every band was like yeah well we want to do this we want to get chicks we want to get drunk i'm like that's all great i want to get you know i want to get chicks i want to get drunk but i want to play on stage you know what I mean? I want to perform. I want to perform to a lot of people. I want to play to the fucking world. Right. And I didn't find the musicians around me that wanted to do that. They wanted, I don't know what they wanted. That was I mean? their ulterior motive. It was like, well, I want, I'm doing this because I want to get girls or I'm doing Who knows? this. Who knows? It's like, well, but if you're good, you'll get hell. Even sometimes if you're really not that good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I see some of these singers. Well, I, I can't say they're not good because they're professionals, but some of them are like, whoo, this dude, mm, dude is ugly, you know, but he's got paper. But, yeah, he's got he's that got, scratch. Got some paper, got a little fame, you mm -hmm. know, Yeah, and, you know, the women seem to, you know, some of them just like you kind of look at him like, man, if this dude came up to you on the street and wasn't, you know, whatever he is mm -hmm. you wouldn't give him the time of day exactly exactly and i just think that you know it's just that whole do what do you want to do what do you want to do with your life life is too short you know what i mean life is way too short to be spinning wheels with people who have no motivation right you know if these people either have high capacity for the mental game or they have zero capacity for anything it's 90% physical. Well, no, no, no. Excuse me. It's 90% mental, I think, and 10% physical. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to go in there. You want to do this. I, I want to do this. I wanted to play music. I always wanted to play music. I always wanted to be a musician. And I always wanted to surround myself with people who were like-minded, who wanted to play, had a common goal, wanted to take over the world. You know what I mean? Well, it's, 
you know, like you could have all the physical gifts in the world, mm-hmm. but if you're, you know, if you're, if you're just one of those guys, I mean, how many people have you seen like in sports or whatever, you know, thing that they're just naturally good at something, Yeah, lots. but they don't have the motivation. Like it's like, okay, you're like, this person could be the best if they had the mindset to be the yeah. best, mm-hmm. but they're just like, eh, I'm good where I'm at. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm decent. You know, I, I, I've got kind of where I want to get to. I got a little money and then you're kind of looking at them like, well, yeah, but you could have more money yeah. if you actually put your mind to what <laughs> you're doing and was like working on it, you know, rather than just relying on your natural abilities, you yeah. know, yeah. if you actually honed them and worked on it and, and, and you know took it seriously and that was your priority it's like you would be you know you'd be a top notch you could be the best that ever ever done this but you you're just cool with where you're at i'm good yeah but what if those people though i mean what if like they their struggle and and i mean oh that's my buddy joy at work it's like hey because he's a brother he's really smooth i was asking well when i worked with him i go man do you mind if i use the terminology you people and he goes what do you mean you people i go you know you people as in you lazy people he goes are you saying i'm lazy brother and i'm like nah man i'm talking to people who aren't working like hey those guys over there sitting on the couch or sitting on the benches over there you people no i'm good i just i'm here where i came to work i'm doing the bare minimum right so I call them you people. Apparently that's offensive to most groups. I mean, I'm not sure what that, you know, I'm not going to, not going to pretend I understand what that means, but, but beside the point, the people who will just get there and to do bare minimum. What if those people, that, that guy who was, who could be an A-lister is like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Don't want to risk injury. You know, I, I fought to get here where I'm at. I'm at here now, you know, I'm good. I'm doing well, and it's well, probably like you said, they're motivate. They had ulterior motives, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you like growing up. Play, I played basketball because I like love to play basketball. You well, know, I wasn't well, playing because. Well, oh, you're kind of okay. Well, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you you love to you, play basketball. You man. already know, man. No, um, I yeah, uh, Gonzalez. <laughs> Remember when you were out and about and you dropped my name to some dude? Mm. I think in out in Rainier or something that mm. thought he was the you know whatever in basketball, and mm-hmm. he, then he was like, then his head went down. I was like, well, then you know my boy K Dub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that weakling. I do. I I do know him. I guess I can't be flossing like I was because then he'll tell Kenneth and uh, that guy's been lighting me up for years. Yeah, for decades. I'm like, whoa, whoa, this dude said what? Come on, man. Get out of here. here." So you you love it. You grew up playing basketball because you loved it. Yeah, because I loved it. You know, so I mean, I loved it. And it hell, if I was going to get paid to play, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's cool. That's a bonus. Mm-hmm. but I'm playing because I love to play, just, you know? Yep. Just and it's like, I, I, it's not like I just, you know what? I'm going to play basketball. I'm pretty good. Maybe I get to the NBA and 
then I'll be wealthy. Mm-hmm. No, that that just be like a okay. Well, I get to, and see the thing is before, you know, these salaries have, are crazy now. Insane um, salaries. But before, you had to kind of earn your money. You know what yeah. I mean? Like before, it's like you know the guys that, that came before these these this generation now. You know they came in. And, you know, back then it, it was it was a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, but are you going to have a shoe deal before you step on an NBA court? Nope. Not you know, not back then. You know, I have no signature shoe. You had to earn that. You know, mm-hmm. you had to be in the NBA just lighting it up. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, oh, well, hey, we need to talk to this guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. then you'd get that shoe deal and that money. You wouldn't just come in and have it. Yeah. Like now, it's like, yeah. well, hey, this guy did this, this, and this, and then they come in, they're a rookie, they haven't played one minute in the NBA, and they got a million dollar shoe deal, mm-hmm. you know. And so you look at some of them, like, well, where's their incentive to work hard? Right. Because it's like, well, you you're already wealthy, you know, you already have generational wealth if you're smart with your money. Yeah, you know, where before it's like, okay. You know, I got to work on my craft because, yeah, I want to be great. I want to last in this league. I want to be great. But in order to financially really benefit, I need to be doing these certain things. So these companies will come a call in like, hey, you want to endorse this? You, you know, you want to endorse this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that makes sense, man. What's the motivation? What's going to motivate What's going to motivate these people, you know, what's going to motivate these people to do better than they, they can. I mean, it's like, for me, look, let, let me put it into, it, uh, bring it down to, to, to my perspective uh, of being motivated. Like I, I was stuck in a job that didn't give two shits about me, man. I mean, I was just a, I was a body, right? I was a body. I wasn't a, or I, I was a number or I was a unit, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. I get it. Cool. I understand. I see, I see how this thing works. Right. You know, and then, you know, stepping up into the big leagues and I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, so-and-so or so-and-so or they, they by name. Yeah. We need, we need this person, this person, this person, this person, because we have this job coming up. Oh shit. What value you value your employee. Wait, value your employees. Yeah. You care about them so much to learn their name. One, two, give a shit about what they what they have to offer what they could bring to the table you care to motivate them enough to to pay them yeah to, you know what i mean okay all right you know what I'm gonna trim up my beard real quick let me uh sharpen up the uh <laughs> the slingshots and get down to business you know what i mean it's what motivates that person what motivated me to start this podcast was the fact that i didn't have a creative outlet like you said i did not have the music to sure i've been writing music i you know I, i'll share some music with you later i wrote a rap song with uh two of my boys and i was like i'm a musician i am a fucking musician but it's not something i'm going to be sitting and concentrating and dwelling on because i like to be i like to talk to people right you know i mean we you know this man we how many how many times have we gone out uh the the Super Bowl. Remember when the Super Bowl was at the Tai? Remember back way back then when they had the Tai Hotel oh, yeah. Olympia and we we had everybody excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? And taking that same energy to do into this podcast to talk to people all over the world, man, wherever they're at. 
You know, I mean, that's something, man. You know what I mean? That motivates me right there to talk, to tell someone's story, to hear someone else's perspective. Right. I've, t- I've talked to a few people where I did, I disagreed 110% with their, their views, but because I was so interested in who they were, that it didn't matter what their view was. What mattered was that I respected that person enough to say, hey, let's do this. Let's talk. Yeah, let's, let's have a conversation. <laughs> Motivation, man. I mean, it, that I think that that's a huge mental part of my game is the fact that, man, I I'm still I'm still I feel like I'm still healing from that from those car accidents and you know being domed you know hitting the head real hard. You know what I'm saying? But motivation, my motivation is my mental strength. Right. I want to hear people laugh. I want to hear people talk. I want to hear people. I want to hear people disrespect me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why don't you come on over? You know, come to my house, knock up on the door, 1600 Pennsylvania Ave. Just knock on the door, say you're here to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to hear people laugh. That's that's the big thing. You know what? I like that, you know? And, it, and there's nothing like my son. I love hearing my son laugh, too. You know what I mean? The other day, he tried to, well, him and my niece. The other day, my niece, her name is Rooster. From which, uh, which? Marco. Marco. Uh, about the only one I talked to. We could do a whole podcast on him. <laughs> but we'd have to get him on here because he he would be a right. Anyways, his You know niece, what? We we should get him on here and we could ask him that question once and for all when he said his boy Jailbird was the best rapper ever. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Well, he really he remember that. Well, he doesn't want. I think, <laughs> he doesn't want. To. I, th- I think he remembers. I just think yeah. he's embarrassed, and mm. you know, Marco being embarrassed is that's a, a feat in itself. Yeah, it's it's. I rude. think he's embarrassed that he was high enough to say something that stupid. You know? <laughs> and he and he said it around me and you, like like somehow we were gonna forget that. It's like wait wait a minute. You think your little boy? And that was at my mom's house, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was at my that was at my apartment. That first apartment I had down here at the, with the Lacey Park. Oh, yeah, damn. that was over there when he made that comment. And it's like, what? Damn! Like you think your little Woodside boy is the best rapper alive or mm. ever? Whatever. Yeah, I think he said ever. Ever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I just dropped it in. So you think he's better than Rock Kim? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this guy. You can't be that high. <laughs> you can't look, you, man. I, I that leads right into the next subject. Well, let me go back real quick. So, Rooster, he tried to stiff me for thirty bucks. What? Oh yeah. And of course, it's my niece, man. I'm going to give Rooster what she wants. You know what I mean? Shit, man. She's about the only one who remembered my birthday. She texts me and she's she you know, sends me a card. Says, you know, you're my favorite uncle. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> And you know, Rooster wants 30 bucks. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I text her mom. Hey, how come you're not paying for my niece? She goes, what? I go, how come you're not giving her money or buying her stuff? She goes, bullshit. Do you think I'm never going to buy her anything? I'm like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send her $30 anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I what love a, to hear these kids, man. You know, what, Speaking of kids, what about the mini, um, <clears throat> mini Gonzalez? Kenneth Washington, I don't want to have to jump through this podcast and choke you out. <laughs> Damn. She is not a mini anymore. She is. Well, she'll always be mini Gonzalez. She's always, she might be man. grown now, but. Yep, that's my celestial being, man. That's my kid. That's my heart. You know that, man. Shit. 
you know i mean fuck man i i don't think i can imagine life without her you know that remember when she remember when she lied and said she didn't remember me until i left <laughs> remember that well i i, I do remember him like just I'm still messing with me mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i i told her it's like yeah he's forgettable <laughs> Oh, damn. Damn. She's a, yeah, she's amazing. Let me tell you, she's amazing. She's an amazing artist. Look, look, the chick painted something amazing for my mom on her wedding day. What? Yeah. Your mom got married? Oh, damn. I don't know if I did not tell you this. I clearly. So somebody decides to go ahead and marry Linda, my mom. Right. She's no longer Linda Gonzalez anymore. I'm just like, well, you know what? We can't all be perfect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that wait, wait, was your was your aunt there? Yes, she was. She was, she was there. <laughs> she asked about you too. Yeah, she, she's yeah. like, me Moreno. And I'm like, oh, Kenneth. Ah, Kenneth's a married man now, you know, he's hanging out and he's a you know, it just doesn't come out because his wife told him not to. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know she's listening. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Don't beat me up. But I guess you want to fight 1600 Pennsylvania. But but she, uh, yeah, she was there. Uh, it was a great wedding. Um, you know, I got, um, I, I even shook uh, Carlos's hand. I haven't, I don't Him and I don't even speak, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is, whatever. I don't really give a shit, honestly. And then uh, my, my youngest, uh, well somebody put it to me best it's like uh uh, dudes you grew up with but you outgrew you know what i mean yeah and that's what kind of happens i mean it it just kind of happens and 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 the youngest one that we outgrew because he's kind of just spun wheels and wants to be whatever he wants to be um it was saying some real foul shit you know what i mean it's like you, you have to admit you know half of us want to just go over there and whoop his ass you know is this Artie? Yeah. Okay, he was there and yeah, what going crazy or something? Oh yeah, he was crazy, man. I mean, he he was just you know saying stupid shit, you know, talking, running his mouth, and it's like, do we do it now? Mm. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys had the same conversation you had that night when we were gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about you gave you and uh, what was it Carlos? Carlos, about your data, yes. yes. So, oh my god that so, was hilarious that he was dead serious too oh he was dead serious and he got dead serious slapped oh yeah until his girl mm-hmm. slapped the hell out of him mm-hmm. i mean that's pretty bad we can hear it in a closed room mm-hmm. with the music then, going yeah and then he came out like a kid you know when you see a kid get spanked and it like mm-hmm. knocks all the cool out of him i don't think he came out i came out uh, he no he can't he remember he didn't follow he came out after her oh damn he, he was kind of oh. like it's almost like he was like trailing behind her, like trying to hide. <laughs> and, and, you know, we were kind of looking at him like, wait a minute, this dude had his chest puffed out a second ago, walked up in there talking about, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to span away, man. We're going to whoop dad's ass, man. Let me go he, tell my girl. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then you just heard that slap. And then he just came out head down. Oh, you, dude, know? I wish, you know, part of me wishes that you he would get off his fucking bullshit high horse and we could have some laughs again because that shit was the funniest night ever. Oh, was, that was hilarious. Oh, I was I, those, the- hey, man, when you guys got together, I mean, 
<laughs> when you would be <laughs> when, when your band would be playing music, it'd be a packed place, you know, yep. in there. Yep. And for some reason, you could just hear Marco. Oh, like he man. would wait until you like you guys got done with the song, and as soon as it start quieting down a little bit, then all of a sudden you hear this, "Hey, why are you fucking guys?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was him. I knew it was him, uh, and I'm just laughing. And 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 the lead singer is like, "Ah, oh, oh, we we are white eyed panic." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you ever tell him that was your brother doing that? Nope. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> nope. Not at all. Hey, you know what? It, that's on you, buddy. You figure it out. You know? <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, like, there were times I didn't even know where they were at until uh... he made that, until he said that. And then for some reason, I just would look and I'd see him. It, it was almost like there was a spotlight on him and the, the crowd kind of moved. Uh, uh, you know, oh fuck dude. it was him and carlos just laughing oh dude my favorite memory of all fucking time man all fucking time of my brother well the dude i grew up with by the name right. of carlos yeah <laughs> he, uh, he dude he we were playing at the metropolis downtown olympia with the band uh tripwire and those those assholes in there right. and mike barnes the, the other guitar player he was badass he still is badass i talk whenever i oh, i haven't seen him in a hot minute but he was always such a fucking cool level-headed dude Always has been. Anyway, so we're playing the show. We're getting down. We're throwing down whatever. We were just getting doing our thing. And all of a sudden, it was like the scene in La Bamba when all of a sudden you're like, hey, <laughs> Richie, that's my brother. Walked in there. And then all of a sudden, fist fight. <laughs> all of a sudden, the music is stopping. There's a big old full-on brawl. Fucking everybody's cleared out. And my mom is like, you know, my mom's sitting there looking at Carlos and Carlos is looking at me and I'm looking at Carlos and mom and us. Why did you do this to Adam? <laughs> and I was dying laughing because why did you do this to Richie? Richie, I oh did this to me. <laughs> Wait, he 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 literally came in and did that. It was him. And, and started a fight. Oh fuck, yes, he did. Him. Uh, I can't remember Adrian Frost. Uh, there was another girl, and this whole gang that Carlos used to hang out with, and they, they were all fucking great people. Oh, well, they were great people then. I don't know them anymore, but man, the fight was epic. <laughs> what did you jump off the stage? No, okay. I had a busy, I had man, I spent so much money on my fucking amps and shit, dude, and guitars. There's no way I was gonna leave my shit off. <laughs> Fuck no, man. You know what? You come and start a fight, finish that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Uh, you, oh, wait. No, I remember you played in Tacoma one time, downtown Tacoma. At the fucking uh, the, Avenue. The Drake's? Is that the. It wasn't that... Drake's. It, it, we were on the other side of, of, of uh, the Ave. So it was over more towards where McCabe's was at. I mean, down the hill, though. Oh, yes. Neither. I remember I was there and then I went next door. They had that club next door. Yeah, it was Neener's. Yeah. And remember, I I had I had no rhythm, man. I'd been listening to that hard rock for like <laughs> for like <laughs> you know a couple hours. <laughs> and I went over there where they were playing like the RB and hip hop, and I was just off. It took like 15 minutes. I'm like, man, what the hell's wrong with me, man? I'm like off 
beat. I, it, it was the weirdest thing I'd ever experienced. I think you came in there and said, what's up? And it's like, man, I don't know what, I don't know what happened to me, man. Help me, help me. It was like my kryptonite, my rhythm kryptonite, man. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I miss playing for the simple fact of the memories, man. It was so right. much fun shit. I mean, it, it was just fun, man, you know? There is something about like when we do karaoke, you, know, oh, you get up there and, and blow. And, you know, I'm not like one of these cats that's going to go up there and sing some cry in your beer song. You know, I'm going to mm. do some stuff that get people pumped up mm -hmm. and off their feet, you know. Rapper's Delight. Holy yeah, Rapper's shit. Delight, do some rap. And the funny thing is when you do rap sometimes, like, you know, other people think they can do it, you know. Right. So I, you know, I was doing, so I think I did, I did Murphy Lee or something at some place, you know, mm. and this guy got pumped up, this white boy. So he tried to do Sir Mix a lot. Baby got back, and he was he 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 was awful. He was behind, <laughs> you know. And so <laughs> the group he was with, the, <laughs> the girl just said, "Just hand him the microphone." <laughs> oh damn. So she had, they, he handed it to me and I had to finish it, you know. Oh, damn. And I had to tell him, I said, hey, man, you know, you, these songs you have to know. You like, got to actually can't, know. You can't, like, just try to read it and be on, you know, because you're going to be behind and, you know, people mm -hmm. are going to be like, oh, what, the, what is that? Yeah, why? <laughs> what the hell is he thinking? <laughs> stop singing. No, it's like, stop, man. You're, you're killing me. <laughs> Mm. Have you ever got to the point where you're sitting at the karaoke bar and you walk up to the guy singing? Hey, cut that. Nah, nah, stop. <laughs> no, man, I don't do that to nobody. Why not? Well, I don't know. When I'm not singing, I'm I'm drinking. Right, you know? right. So it's like I just be like, look and be like, hmm. yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Like I said, man, laughter, man, is, is a big part of your mental health. I I, I, have, I hate to hate to beat that dead horse, man. But you know what? I'm that I'm that guy. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I laugh thinking about you all the time, man. If I was you, I'd be looking at me, too. And, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, saying I, 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 I'll, I'll think about that. That skinny body and that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, we just had great times, man. Right? Hilarious. Oh. You know, I mean, the last barbecue you had. Oh, damn. I mean, remember all those people are like, man, you guys should have some type of podcast or show or mm -hmm. something. And we you do. Know. It's called life. Exactly. <sighs> it's like if you would like to pay for me and Adam's presence. Mm-hmm. We'll take money. Yeah, we'll we'll take money, man. We'll take a 70-30 split. You know, I get 70%. Kenneth gets 30. That's fine. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun, man. I mean, that's why I was like, as soon as I thought about, you know, this doing this podcast, I'm like, man, let me get Kenneth on here. And I talked to you about it when I first started. And, and I don't know what happened exactly. Maybe it was scheduling and maybe it was uh for being forgetful i don't know but i'm just like man i gotta get kenneth on here well i think the first time i missed it because i did i fell out i felt it was like after work 
Yeah. And I, I fell asleep. I was tired. I think it was I wish Friday. you were asleep right now. <laughs> I'd wake the ass up and get on that podcast. And I woke up and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, wait. And I think it was like two hours after the fact. And yeah. I like called you or something. Like, hey, man, my bad. I Yeah, you had that fear is what happened. <laughs> that fear got to you. You're like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that. Uh, it was like that time I was kept I was keeping up with you with those hurricanes. Remember that? Uh, yeah, so here I'm drinking. What were we drinking? Cuban Libras? Was I don't it- know what you were drinking. I, I I just remember um Mercado was with us too. She was there, yeah. And she was drinking, I think she might have been drinking her Mai Tai or something like that. Yeah, it just, it was packed. I just yeah. remember that. And it's like you had to catch the you know, the waitress, that's why, because I wasn't finished with my drink. And as soon as you guys would order another one, I'm like, yeah, bring me another (laughs) hurricane. I wasn't trying to wait like, you know, an hour or something after that. And that shit, that service was real shitty at that place. Yeah. That was real shitty at that place for whatever reason. Back then, I mean, well, there was a couple of, you know, depending on who was the bartender, you know, JT, I don't remember him, you know, the The place was packed that night i mean yeah. i that night it was like it, it was there was more people there than i'd ever seen right and that's why part of the reason why the service wasn't that great is because there was just so many people up in there yeah. and i i maybe they had two bartenders yeah you know? i think so yeah 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 but so you were trying to keep up with with a man like myself well, I, I was keeping up that you were it, you know, were you, were you though? I mean, uh, yeah, man, when your <laughs> cup was pretty much empty, mine was closed. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. And that's when we went and got uh, Uncle Dave, remember? Is that, oh, is that... okay, yeah. Oh, my God. We had picked Uncle Dave up and met you guys up at the, at the, at the Frankie's, man, and fucking played pool, talking trash, drinking beers. Everybody else was laughing, having a good time. You were asleep at the table for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> Footing of 30 minutes. Yeah, uh, my, my bad. 29 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you you were asleep, man. I we was out. There, you were, we were sitting there talking, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't even remember what we were talking about. It must have not been that important. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mercado. Guess what? It wasn't that important. <laughs> Look well, that's, the, that's the second that happened to me in college one time, man. Yeah, you were telling me about that, man. Yeah, Look. I was uh what the hell was I doing that day? I was, um, <laughs> oh, I'd went over to my friend CJ's house. Right. And he had like a fridge full of forties. Oh, know? damn. And that's was like in the afternoon. So I was over there just drinking with him clowning. And then I, I went up to this place <laughs> by my house, Rusty's up the street. And I was already, you know, I was tore up, I was, you know, and I, I continued <laughs> drinking and I was clowning. I was talking to this person. The next thing I know, this, this person's waking me up, you know? Oh, damn. Uh, they're like, hey, are you Kenneth Washington? I'm like, yeah, you got a phone call. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> a phone call? You were at the bar? You got a phone call? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a call. I mean, it was weird because that the only other time I saw that happen was a friend of mine, this guy named Brian Womoff, right? From Tacoma. And this dude, man, th- this dude could drink. 
<laughs> and so he he had this like he had this uh dart board like you see in the in the bars in it yeah. in his apartment. Oh hell you yeah. Know? And so we'd be over there playing the, the dart game. We'd be playing like bull, like if he had a bullseye and I missed, I'd have to drink. Oh hell vice yeah. versa. So I'm hitting him up at first. I'm just boom, bullseye. He's drinking, he's drinking. Well, the more he drank, the better his aim got. Oh, you know, damn. so then he start, you know, killing me, you know. Well, which so, is easy. I do it all the time. Go ahead. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, look, man, I'm faded, right? And this is in the afternoon. I had just got done doing my midterms and stuff. So I'm I'm I had some time. I'm like, I, I'm gonna kick it. So anyway, I go, okay, I tell him it's maybe it's maybe five o'clock in the afternoon at that time. I'm like, hey man, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go to my house, get something to eat. So he's like, Yeah, he goes, We're still kicking it tonight, right? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I go to my house, Adam, right? And I'm cooking up like this fried chicken and fries mm. and all this stuff, and I'm faded. And it's like I was almost passing out up there, but the grease would pop up and hit me and wake me up. Like I'm, you know, I'm cooking it, and then all of a sudden, I'm, whoa, oh, it hurt, and I'd wake up, right? So I get my food, I got it all there, you know, got my little sandwich, my fries, and I'm eating. Brian actually had come over while I'm eating. He's like, Kenneth, I'm still making sure we're going out. Yeah, we're going out, man. We're going out. So I'm eating my food. Next thing I know, I I pass. I'm out. I woke up and my roommates I look over on the couch and they're with a the camera and they're staring at me smiling. <laughs> right. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, so I go, how long was I out? <laughs> like, oh, about half an hour. So. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Well, anyway, that, that's the dude, Brian. I was in the, the same spot, Rusty's with him. We were the only two people up in there. Right. Yeah. We're up in there playing pool, drinking, and somebody, uh, I think it was one of his roommates or something, called the bar and was like, just is Brian Womack there? And so the guy's like, is one of you Brian Womack? And it it, it was him. And I was just cracking up because his roommate knew where to find him. Like, well, he's not here. We got to be somewhere drinking. You know, let me Damn. call up to the place on the corner there. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. This dude, man, oh he was <laughs> hilarious. He had the, I I called it he had this Greek row face, right? Like I'd be he, you know, he he had a car up there, so we'd be driving and we hit Greek row. And Brian was like a, he was cool, he's always clowning, smiling and whatnot, right? Yeah. As soon as we hit Greek row, his personality would change. Oh damn. All of a sudden he'd just be like. <laughs> you know yeah just like super serious and hard and just be driving just looking at people <laughs> you know and i i was laughing and as soon as we get out of greek row he's back to his jovial self oh, you know why do you why do you think that is have you tried to put on a persona trying to attract no, I, I think it's because okay now you're in college right now these fraternities and stuff a lot of the guys in there were cool when you had them like one-on-one you know, right. you know, they're just normal guy. But when they get around all their frat buddies, a lot of them were dicks or punks, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it was. It was just like we'd be rolling and he we'd get there and he 
just letting them know, you know. Just yeah. like, oh, damn. <laughs> damn. I get it. I get it. Hey, I'm not even mad at that right now. Oh, it was hilarious. I mean, <sighs> I was laughing just because of what he was doing. You know, I oh. felt the same way he did, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to love playing those teams in like intramural sports up there because they'd yeah. have their little sorority girls watching them and oh damn just be beating them and talking shit and you know just damn shame. watching them be humiliated in front of their these <laughs> these sorority girls like <clears throat> i went to this football game one time right <clears throat> and you know football games you had to get there early to make sure you had a good seat Right. You know, so one time we went real early because what those fraternity guys would do is they'd send the pledges there real early, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, those guys were pledging to get in the house. So they had to do whatever these people told them to do. Right. You know, so it was like, no, we're going to be at the house drinking and carrying on. You guys go to the game like four hours early oh, and get these damn. primo seats. Right. And, you know, so it's one thing if you're saving a couple seats or something like that. But when you're trying to save a couple rows oh, dude. and it's just like two of you or something like that. So one day I, I just was in a mood. So we get there. I said, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to sit over here, you know. And so I sat right in the middle of the like five or six rows they were trying to save, Yeah, you know. And, you know, my friends are like, whoa, you know, Kim, I'm like, stop being such so scared. What are you scared of? Yeah. You know, so they came over and sat. And so the guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, you can't save here. We're saving these seats. And it's like, well, ain't nobody here, you know? Yeah. Well, ain't nobody here. So I, I go, you're, you're not saving a couple seats. You're trying to save a couple rows, man. I go, yeah. I'm, not, I go I'm not hearing it, man. I, I go, those, <laughs> these assholes that show up right before game time because they're back at your frat house doing who knows what mm-hmm. aren't going to have a better view than me. Right. You know, I so the, the, then the guy's like, oh, well, well, we'll see when they get here. I go, yeah, we will see. You know, because I'm like thinking to myself, number one, I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of them. Right. And I'm also thinking to myself, you don't know how much backup I have around me. Like, I'm not worried about these dudes, you know. And so the guys get there right before game time. I see one of them run up there and say, oh, this dude. So the guy comes over and he's like, I just wanted to let you know that it's cool. And I said, look, man, I, I don't care if it's cool with you or not. You know, I mean, that doesn't matter to me. You didn't even need to come here and talk to me. Yeah. You know? So basically what they did is they sent the pledges that they had sent like four hours before the game to save these seats. Yeah. They had to sit way up in the nosebleed section because there was no room for them anymore. Oh, damn. You know, and I, I just was kind of looking. I'm like, you know, I, mean, I just want to let you know it's cool. Like, what? No, I'm glad that I met your approval. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> buddy, I sat here knowing damn well what those guys were going to do. Yeah. I knew they'd come get you and see, you you know, like, oh, well, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like, yep. no, I, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a problem with it, I, fine. I mean, I'll knock you out real quick and still be watching the game. <laughs> you know, no matter what. have time for kickoff. Exactly. <laughs> I'll still be in my seat before kickoff. Mm-hmm. you know so you know hey you let me know 
Which one do you want to take? I'll pack your bags for you. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't care. I mean, it's like, uh, I'm not having it. Like, I used to be in lines, right? And then people would like, you know, like try to cut in line. Now, I didn't mind if it was maybe one person. Yeah, right. But wow. if it was like 10 people or something, I'm like, no, nah, man, you ain't getting in front of me. Yeah, back in the line. Like, you can get behind me. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened. But then other people like, yeah, you know what? You're not getting in front of me either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. Started to pay attention. Ended up, they'd be back at the back of the line because other people finally start saying something. It's like, no, man, one person, two. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, they were a little late, whatever. Right. You know, we all do it. But you're not bringing 10 dudes up here, man. No, nah. nah, man. No, ten, lady, no. 10 ladies, maybe. Yeah, may, maybe. And even then, it'd be kind of like, uh, it's pushing it. Pushing it. It's like but that, 10 dudes, no. you take your sausage party to the back. Yeah. No, wait, hey, no, not here. Hey, man, you, you guys aren't getting in front of me. I'm sorry. It's not yeah. going to happen. You know, maybe somebody else, but not me. Yeah, not me. Mm. That's a damn shame. <laughs> That's a damn shame. You know, I've, I've cut in front of you many a times. Oh, please, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me ask you something. You, hey, remember when I... <laughs> remember I know when what I, you're going to say. I saw you. I was coming to... I don't know where we... I think... I don't know if you were playing downtown Olympia somewhere or we were just going to hang out or something. And I didn't see you on the street initially when I was kind of walking up and you just kind of bumped into me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know it was you at first, mm-hmm. and then I turned like, "Wait, what?" You know, <laughs> I turned kind of ready for business. Then I saw you, mm-hmm. and I started laughing. I remember that one dude that tried to come up and like, kind of have your back, like there was gonna be something mm-hmm. going down. What was he gonna do? And I looked at him like, <laughs> "Look, me and Adam got no problem, man." You you were about you, to enter a world of hurt. Yeah, you, you thinking you were gonna step over here to to? <laughs> what, I don't know what you thought you were doing. What like, were you gonna say? I yeah. hear. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't see you. I don't know if you came out of a corner or something. I'm you know because I'm like I'm walking. So I'm seeing what's in front of me. You know, mm-hmm. but you always gotta watch your sides. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, where the hell did this cat come from? Quick, man. You got to be on your toes and obviously got you slip. <laughs> oh, man. Dub, let me ask you something, man. I I like this. You know, obviously we get into you know serious things in the show. I like to get that cracked out right out, of, right out of the gate. The part of the show that we're at now, man, I don't know about you. Because I I, I I question you sometimes. Uh, 98. Uh, you know what? I question you all the time. <laughs> Look, food. I know you don't like barbecue. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Don't even I, know you don't, I know you don't like food. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I like to ask guests. You know, I like... I like to ask my friends. I like to ask guests. I like to ask people that I'm talking to. I'm like, look, man, we're at that part of the show, man. You know what it is. What are we eating this week? What What was the meal, the highlight meal of the week? You know what I mean? 
Highlight meal of the week. Look, I'm going to tell you, because I know you don't like barbecue, man, but I'm going I'm to tell you anyway. There's a little joint downtown Olympia, which, by the way, we have to heat hit because I want to hear your opinion on it. It is right. a pretty nice, pretty not bad. I'll just I'll just say that it's pretty not bad barbecue joint. Hmm. And it's right downtown off of Legion. It's um, that's how memorable it was. I can't remember the name. Right. South Bay, South South Bay barbecue. That's what it was. Okay. We'll have to check it out. I mean, uh, I had a little bit. Uh, had some biscuits there and uh, some some brisket. It was a uh, was decent, man. Mm. What was what was your meal of the week? I, I know you don't like barbecue, man. I don't know why that is. Or come on, you you know, a brother loves some cute, man. You know, I mean, I'm the one that turned you on to sweet baby rays, and I'm the one who got the free sweet baby rays. <laughs> you remember they sent me cases of this? Yeah, shit. I remember. And then I tell you, and you're like, so I turn you on to this. And you didn't give me one, not one. No, you, you gave me a hat, and I think I, you give me. I think you did give me a few. Yeah, because it was like a. a, a it was a, yeah, because you had some different flavors and stuff in there. Yeah. Um, my meat. Well, <laughs> you know, my wife made some blueberry cobbler today. You don't know nothing about blueberry cobbler. Look, let me tell you something. Bro. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Right? Look, Back in the day. <laughs> This is in the 70s, right? Whoa. Man. My gra- my grandmother. Well, actually, my mom. And you were, what, 30? 30 and Stop it. My, <laughs> <laughs> my mom would make us go berry picking sometimes. Hell yeah. Summer, right? Mm-hmm. So we went, you know, there was a, a blueberry place that was, you know, not too far away from my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother would just say, hey, Kenneth, bring back a couple blueberries or something she'd say it with her hands and i'll make a cobbler well i brought back a shitload more than that yeah, you yeah. know every yeah. time so she'd make multiple cobblers oh and that was a good thing too because you know we were at my grandparents house you know willis at that time was still living at home mm-hmm. like my aunt anita was at home Mm-hmm. My grandma, and we had my cousin Sean was over. You know, family was always dropping by because at the time we lived in Colorado. Yeah. So, you know, people were always coming by to see us. So, if it would have just been one cobbler, oh no, that, yeah. that, I might have got a piece and it would have been gone. Right. You know, if you would have got to see it, have a piece. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, uh, so the missus made a blueberry cobbler. She made a blueberry cobbler. Today. Let me ask you this. Right. Where's mine? Look, let me tell you something. When you have a blueberry cobbler, you make me a blueberry cobbler. Because you know I like blueberries. Look, man, I don't need to be seeing blueberry juices in that beard or anything like that. Why do you think this beard looks so fantastic, man? It's not blueberries I eat. (laughs) I comb it down into the beard, and guess what? The bears, the bears chase me, but that's beside the point. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe you should have a hot podcast on beards, and then we could have some of these people that when I would make a comment, like on Facebook, <laughs> you know, and they they would hit you up on uh, instant messenger. Like, what? I had people asking me, well, "Why? What? What's wrong with that guy?" I'm like, Kenneth? <laughs> I, I'd go, "Who, Kenneth? I don't know." <laughs> Well, well, why is he saying anything about your beard? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of confusing. It's, it's a little obscure. I don't, I don't get it. Well, you know, if I'll have some words with him, I'm like, 
please do. <laughs> Let's go meet up with him. I know where he stays. <laughs> it would give them an opportunity to, to say something to me, you know, right. they right. never, they never did. No. And, and I remember that your, your barber, that's the only one I felt somewhat not bad about but you know well, i'm gonna go ahead she, and remind her remember she was like well i think i do a good job shout out to sean out the refined man let me tell you yeah it's like look man the dude is just messing with me man that's what we do you know <laughs> we're always clowning each other but for some reason and i don't yeah. know what it is man all, every people, time people only see what i'm doing Oh, they don't see the sneaky underhanded yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's almost like, remember that time it was your birthday and we were oh, at uh, Ferrelli's. Yeah, yeah. I had my video camera there. We were filming everything. And <laughs> you had some of your boys from Rainier were there and we're just clowning oh. and, and talking trash. And you would have, every time you say, let me tell you something, Ken. I mean, say something. <laughs> and then I'd record you. <laughs> and, and then, and, well, no, remember it was recording the whole time. Then you might, you might pan the camera over to me. Then I'd be like, hey, man, let me tell you something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> remember your mom got all mad at me. Oh, now, why, why does he keep telling? Let me tell. Let me tell him something. Oh, you know? dude. And just like wasn't hearing the stuff you were saying. Your aunt heard the stuff you were saying. You know, she oh, was yeah. Like you hear your son. <laughs> you hear, your son is saying a lot of stuff to provoke him. And here you are picking on Kenneth. You leave <laughs> Kenneth alone. And she, yeah. my mom was like, you know, what the, 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 the. all pissed. My auntie was like, Mike, that Kenneth, he's a really nice guy. I'm like, he's okay. He's decent. <laughs> what did she wait? What she El El Moreno was that El Moreno? Yes, El, yep. <laughs> it's it's way more politer, dude. You know they they have a lot of lot of slang, and right. the, the slang you know the, some of the slangs that you they they, they use. I, I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It just sounds too derogatory to me, man. You know what I mean? So Moreno El Moreno, dad? No, Moreno means that you know much dark a uh, 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 darker shade of brown. Oh, right? okay. You know, because no, that's not bad. That's I mean, not it, bad. It's better than what is it? Um, oh God, what, I'm trying to think. Remember, like when they call them cockroaches. Oh fuck, I hate that terminology. What's, man, what's that? Me. What's that term? I uh, don't even want to say it on air, man. Why you make me? Why you provoke? No, I ju I just remember. <laughs> I remember that. You know, I hated that term. But the funny thing is, the brothers knew. They knew that word. Like, oh, they, they knew that word. Got fired. <laughs> oh, I heard what you said, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I said, I remember the first time I ever said that, you know, I was like, I didn't know any better in right. the seventh grade. I'm sitting or the seventh or eighth grade, you know, I'm sitting in a class classroom, uh, math class. This teacher hated my guts, hated my guts, hated my guts. I mean, she hated my guts so much. She hated me. And then on top of hating me, she hated me some more. <laughs> and I remember all the sisters around me. Marjorie was uh, one of them. This sister, she was a runner. She, she gorgeous. Man. Damn, I. Have to bless myself, Jesus Christ! And then this one dude, and Frankie Norris, uh, a junior. He was the only fifteen or fourteen year old or fifteen year old riding a motorcycle to school <laughs> as a junior. It's a fucking uh, middle school, right? And uh, <laughs> and he said something. He said something that caught him, that caught the teacher off guard. I'm like, hey man, she's just trying to do her job. He goes, you shut up. I go, bitch, am I at the? And he goes. That's motherfucker. <laughs> he jumped up and I'm like sitting there. And I'm like, I stood up and he goes, Oh shit, he's taller than me. And I'm like, well, shit, he's a brother. He wants to scrap. I'm not 
not going to not take it. I mean, I didn't realize it was a bad thing. I go, what happened? Hey, you call me a fucking mayate. I know what that means. And I'm like, oh, man, that is kind of bad, isn't it? I'm sorry. He goes, yeah, okay. He sits down. I'll sit down. The teacher looks at me. She goes, what just happened? Go to the principal's office. I'm like, <laughs> Well, you know, it's weird because I've never, I mean, I've been in places where there is that friction. Yes. And I've never understood it. I don't either. You know, I, I, I'm like thinking, wait, you guys got so much in common. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, it's it's like there's the, this this animosity. You know, yeah. And it's like I remember I when we moved to Vallejo for a little while. Yeah. And I was uh I went to the store and I was coming back and you know there was some essays, they were barbecuing. And I just was walking by and I just kind of said, you know, what's up type of thing. And the way they looked at me, you know, I think they, it just threw them, you know, like, wait, is he talking to us? You know, was he's actually, you know, like, and I was kind of thrown like, why are they looking at me so weird? You know, what, what, you know, and I didn't know there was like that problem there, you know? Yeah, I never understood it. Remember when I remember me, you were playing basketball and there was some group of essays that were just there mm-hmm. and they were playing with us and they were tripping off of me, um, you know, and they just spoke Spanish. I don't know if they could speak English or, or not, but they were speaking in Spanish, yeah, and, but they were talking that. about me. I didn't know, you know, and you were like, no, man, he's just playing hard man. he's not, you know, like, you know, I, I was driving, I was aggressive and, and they, they were thinking I was, I don't know what they were thinking that I was. Yeah. Yeah. They were thinking that you were there to, to kill. And I'm like, what the, yeah. f- what the hell's wrong you with you guys? You kind of told him, no, he's just playing hard. He's, he's you guys want to play pickleball? Go play pickleball. This is basketball. No. Yeah. And then they kind of calm down like, oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you had to tell me what was going on. I was like, oh, I had no clue that they were kind of oh. tripping off of me for a minute, you know? Oh, so, oh I'm sorry. I might as well have a little snack and eat them because <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I remember that, man. And it, it's, I, I remember growing, when I grew up, man, it was very rare to find a, another Mexican. You know what right. I mean? You know, it was like, so like when I grew up, there was like, no, there was no, there was no Mexicans. There's one other uh, Mexican, which I'm really good friends with still to this day. What is this uh, in, in Rainier? No, uh, in the Squally. Oh, Nisqually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that's where we grew up. And so when we went to school, all of a sudden there's one other Mexican and I'm like, Oh shit. Olivia Salazar. I'm like, Oh shit. Hey, (laughs) you're just like me. You're Mexican. Yeah. And as you know, we kind of like, you're like, we weren't sure because you know, they separated us and she's in one class. I'm in the other. And we're just kind of like, you know, doing our thing, trying to get through. And then we get to middle school and then that's when, you know, a couple of sisters showed up and then a couple of brothers and then, you know, Olivia Salazar and me, you know, there's a couple Mexicans. I'm like, damn, holy fuck, this is a small world, you know. I mean, all of a sudden we get to high school. Bam! Brothers, sisters, a <laughs> couple more Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, damn, all right, you know, it's cool. At that time, there was a bunch of uh, uh those uh, people from the Nisqually reservation that were going to the city to water or to the uh, to Timberline High School. So there was those because I thought they were Mexicans. Hmm. I tried to befriend them. Oh, no. Hell no. 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 They're meaner than the fucking white kids at school used to beat me up and push me in the lockers, man. 
I'm like, damn, bro, same tribe. What's wrong with oh, you? They didn't want nothing to do with you. They want nothing to do with anybody. I'm like, holy shit, man. Wow. Well, fuck well, you guys. <laughs> no, but what's weird? So you and I, like, I, you know, my dad was in the Air Force, so I went to, I went to schools there was predominantly white. Like there was no, you know, like maybe my older brother was there, or somebody, but you know. I I was used to walking in a classroom being the only black kid. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I've had that experience of I'm going in there and I'm different mm-hmm. and you know my perspective is even different. Yeah. Than than these other people and kids cuz my life experience is different. I'm dealing with different yeah. things. Yeah. And like growing up like I've gotten a few fights just because I was different, you know, kids are kids. So they're going to try to. And so my, I was lucky because my dad, you know, he, he taught me how to throw, you know, throw punches, block punches, slip punches, do all that stuff. So except for when I come at you. (laughs) So when I actually got in a fight, I knew, knew what I was doing, you know, like, you know, the kids are throwing roundhouse haymakers and I'm, like a boxer i'm ducking and you know hitting them in the gut and you know mm-hmm. like yeah. ending it and you know it's like and you know it's like he probably knew i gotta teach these kids how to defend themselves oh yeah because i know that they're gonna be going through some you know some, some shit yeah and like i just remember like my first we had moved from fort collins to colorado springs my first day at this school it was predominantly white school too me and my older brother got in like four fights. Damn. And, you know, we we beat these kids up, you know, and we ended up in the principal's office. And um, the principal is, you know, kind of going off. You know, my mom was there and my mom just kind of cut them off because, you know, the principal's like, oh, you know, you guys are new and you know, we don't do this here and blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And my mom just stopped. Mm-hmm. My mom, I think she even did this. <laughs> you know, my mom, my, my mom, said, you know, and then she looked at us. She goes, what happened? And I said, well, you know, this kid called me a nigger and took a swing at me. And, you know, I did this and my older brother, Donnie, had the same story, you know. Damn. And my mom, <laughs> it was an awkward silence. And she looked back at the principal and she said, go back to class. She like said, she, yeah, my mom said, go back to class. Damn. And me and my older brother <clears throat> got up. And, you know, <laughs> and as I'm leaving the room, my mom <sighs> is like, how dare you? bring my sons in here and chastise them when they were attacked. And he goes, oh. where are these other kids' parents? Oh. Why aren't they in here in Damn. trouble? You know, and she just kind of let him have it. And then this dude, this principal was like the nicest guy in the world to us the rest of the time we were there. Oh, you know? man. And, Damn. um, you know, because my mom, I mean, she wasn't only going off, but she was articulate in what she was saying. Like, yeah my kids were attacked, you know, just because they defended themselves. They shouldn't be getting in any trouble. You need to be looking at these kids that just came over and start messing with them oh, damn. just because they were black, you know? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have the same experience of being 
I'm the only one here. And maybe there's another one sprinkled in, but you're not the majority. Yeah. And you know, kids are, kids are kids. They're going to kids are kids and they're going to be their reflection of their parents. Yeah. Yeah. You know they were saying? taught. They didn't, they weren't, they didn't grow up. That wasn't, that, that was what their parents were telling them, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's just, that's like, a damn shame, man. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're, you know, you're just like, and you look at some people, it's like, cause other people don't understand because they've never been in that situation. They've always had that privilege. They've always been the, you know? like, there's a bunch of people like them yep. around and da, 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 this. It's like, they've never had it to where, you know what, why don't you go to this school where it's just you? Yeah. Maybe a couple more sprinkled in you walk into a classroom you're unique, you know, and everybody's kind of looking at you and, you know, it, 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 like they don't, they've never been through that. They've and, never you know, been through people it, like me and you have been through that a lot. So like, we're used to it now. Like it, it, I walk into rooms now all the time where I'm the only one and I'm not tripping off of it. Cause don't give a shit. Yeah. Just <laughs> we just, we, we we're seasoned. You yeah. know what I mean? We're seasoned vets in the in the yes, game that veterans. they call it. We're seasoned vets in the game we call life. Right. So, yeah, man, I get it. I get it. I just, you know, I get it. But then you, it's weird because you'll meet other, like I've met white kids that it was the reverse. Yeah. Maybe they were, they grew up and they weren't to a majority black school or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they understand it because they know what it feels like. No, man, I've been the guy that's been the only one there and maybe been messed with a little bit and kind of had to defend myself. But then, you know, you know, you, you, you eventually, you know, you make friends with people, you know, you're cool. Maybe even people you might've got into it with, Yeah. you know, and then, you know, the walls come down because they realize some of the stuff they've been fed. It's like, well, that, you know, they were telling me this, or maybe this is what I've been seeing on TV or Mm -hmm. whatever, but that's not what I'm getting. You know, I'm hanging around this guy. I'm hanging around his family. You know, they're, they're not acting that way. They're not doing these things. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all a matter of perspective and how we were taught, man. I mean, you know, we obviously were teaching. Well, I'm obviously teaching my kids better. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, you know, Minnie Gonzalez, she's, you know, she knows. Defend the little ones. She's always did. She got in trouble for defending a little one in school. Shit, I think we went to Disneyland <laughs> as punishment. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, no. And, you know, JD, who's uh, who, he is, uh, let me tell you, that kid, he's going to be a big boy. Is he? Oh, hell yeah. He's already almost as tall as I am. Hmm. You know, and I'm what, six foot three? <laughs> All right, maybe I'm not fine. But he's like wrapped to my shoulders, man. The kid is going to be beautiful. He's beautiful, man. Well, how old is he now? He's going to be eight in August. Well, Damn. eight in, uh, next week. Man. Yeah, and he's tall. And he's, you know what? He's smart. He's intelligent. He's beautiful. He's, his, his mannerisms. I mean, him, I'm teaching him to be a true gentleman. Now, how much... How much is he like you? Does he have the same, you know, does does he like music? I mean, does he, he does. have the same passions or he's got well, he's different. I mean, his music is uh obviously he likes he likes a lot of live video games and he likes a lot of YouTubers 
and he listens to music that these YouTubers they make these whatever raps and and he likes it and then all of a sudden when I'm like oh you don't know what rap is so we got him a uh, uh, I think his sister got him a Tupac shirt he's wearing it around right I'm like you know who Tupac is right no <laughs> it's like somebody slapped me across the face and I'm like I failed as a dad I failed as a dad I was like son sit down I'm gonna show you one of the greatest poets one of the greatest poets of all time he's up there I mean you if you disagree with me let me know I mean no I don't disagree with you one of the greatest poets <clears throat> and I introduced him to some of his music he's like what is that word? I'm like, yeah, don't listen to that word. Listen yeah, to that word. The message. <laughs> the message, son. And so he's listening. He's like, damn, okay. I'm like, you got to listen to some, uh, some notorious B.I.G. You know, and, you know, of course, some Rage Against the Machine. Because Zach was, you know, he may be in a metal band, but he was a hip-hop artist. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's... It, for him to find that music and like, ah, oh, man, I, I like that. I like that. You know, does he have you taught him how to play the guitar? Nah, he hasn't shown any interest in that at all, man. That's okay. I mean, I got guitars laying around everywhere, and does he want to do it? No, <laughs> no, if he understood the struggle that I went through to get the guitar amps and guitars that I have, and pedals and chords and sh fancy shit that I got, if he understood the struggle that I went to to get all that man he would have much appreciation much more appreciation uh, of of all these things i'm like yeah you know i'm gonna go give it a shot <laughs> yeah just be like man you know why don't you grab that acoustic guitar you know let me show, show you how to something let me show you how to get the ladies <laughs> to serenade them <laughs> oh man kenneth listen man i need to give me a before we leave man i need the musical recommendation what do you i know you don't like hip-hop too much like i do and you like these woodside guys but outside the point please come on man give me give me who's your the top artist you listen to right now one of your favorites i mean you're like man you know i listen to i listen to uh who is it that you listen to little dicky i listen to little dicky a lot and <laughs> i'm gonna put in this hands down this is one of my favorite cds right here. well look man i haven't been listening to these new cats these mumble mouth dudes because i just, either i don't know i don't like it you yes. know same and same page. so <clears throat> me i mean you already know i mean rakim nas eric b rakim dude i'm telling you right now don't sweat the technique exactly you know don't sweat it i mean i know you like to sweat the technique on these guns but you know what? <laughs> don't let the tears fool you <laughs> yeah you know so that's what i like rakim nas you know ice cube yeah 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 dude i went to listen to this man i listen i went to listen to some nwa the other day and i'm i'm like yeah man straight out of compton i was i always get hype on that i always get hype because that's what we when we thought music came out it was just amazing right the next CD, I'm like, what? Hey, yeah, man. Okay, you know, this is this was just a couple nights ago, and I'm like, damn, I forgot about that, man. And then I went and found that that song by Ice Cube, No Vaseline. Oh, I'm like, man, NWA fucked up. Yeah, well, it's like, come on, man. As far as uh, the, you know, Dre was obviously the music guy, the producer. Yeah. But as far as the rapper and the goop, it was Cube. 
He, he was, was the guy. I mean, 100%. he was writing Easy E's lyrics. You look know, at his career. The no careers. Yeah, look at you the know? careers. Look at Ice Cube's career. You know, rap career. We're not talking about successful movie career. Right. Or writing and directing. We're talking about the music. At the same time, they came out, boom. Ice Cube was like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm out. And then, boom, he just skyrocketed. And then when he came out and said, it started snapping on those guys, they well, fired shots first. Yeah, they came out with that song, um, Benedict Arnold. Yep. And that 100 Miles and Running CD. Yep. And Which was a good CD, by the way, except yeah, for that it was, song. Yeah, it was good. And I mean, even that song was yeah, good, but it's like, know bad. who you're messing with. You know, oh, oh I'm I got an and, idea. I'm gonna take my slingshot and I'm gonna fire at the man with the AK. Yeah, and so I thought it was hilarious when Cube <laughs> you know, like you saw the movie when he was like, Oh hell yeah, wait, are they saying like you're a traitor or something? And the the the, the manager dude was like, Yeah, and he was like, I didn't say shit about those dudes on America's most wanted. Now they're trying to do okay. Mm-hmm. you know yeah and he got in the studio with pe remember you saw chuck oh, and them there oh, yes and yes. he i remember the first time i heard that song that that disc when he came back at them oh and i'm like oh my god he just annihilated these cats laid them to rest and it was just hilarious seeing in the movie their reaction like mc ren i mean easy yes mc ren was like i'm a fucking Got us, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are we about to do? Nothing. <laughs> you know? Not a damn thing. I mean, Easy was hot. That brother, he didn't come back with lyrics. That brother tried to get have him beat up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah he's like, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> no. Damn, like, dude. And even in the movie, like they didn't get to the easy E part of the song was next because remember he 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 was messing up Ren oh. and then the guy turned it off. But yep. the next one he was going at Easy E and Jerry Heller. Yeah, yeah, Jer- I mean, yeah he got Jerry Heller too. And mm-hmm. I mean, just the stuff he was saying. I mean, when he said, "How can you be the nigga for life crew with a white dude telling you what to do?" Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then when he said. Helen Compton, when you moved to Riverside, I mean, he had some stuff. Oh. In you were just like, "Oh my god!" I mean, he, that guy. And th- remember when he, when he went at Cypress Hill? When did he go with the Hot Cypress yeah, Hill? There was a song. Uh, I think it was when he was with West Side Connection, and I don't know what happened between them, but Cypress Hill did something. Oh man, they fucked up. And then he he went at them and he he was clowning hard. I was like, oh wow. Oh damn. Now I gotta go find that song. Like there are guys like battle rappers, like mm-hmm. LL Cool J. People mm-hmm. don't remember back in the day how many battles he was in with cats. Oh, I remember very distinctively because I remember and, when he came out with that radio song, and I'm like, Yeah, who is this cat? Yeah, oh it, yeah. Radio mm-hmm. that, but in LL, I mean he was he had a lot of good hits. But remember, there was the beef between him and Cool Mo D. Now that oh. was a battle because Damn. it was going back and forth. And yep. LL came out with that mama said knock you out. Yeah. But then when Cool Mo D came out with that death blow song, <laughs> you remember that? I, I remember that he dropped a, a, an answer, and remember, that was he. He, uh, he came out with the song Death Blow. And in it, and he was like, LL stands for lower level last. And he just with all these L's and just, oh, man, he, he just blew him up. And I'm like, oh, wow. wow. Damn. 
Wow. But Ice, I, oh, Cool J was going at, remember, he went at the whole West Coast. Mm-hmm. When that, that song, Going Back to Cali. Yeah. Know, I don't think so. And if you listen to some of the lyrics in his songs, he was talking about Ice T in one of them. He goes, a brother with a perm deserves to get burned. You know, he was going at a lot of guys, you know. It's and he ended up blowing up, uh, what was it? He had a, uh, a battle against uh, cannabis or something. There was some rapper. He blew him up. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, like, but back then, you know, the battles were just that. They were just battles. They didn't turn into anything. Anything more. No, Anything shots. more than that. It didn't get like some whole East Coast, West Coast thing. Like when Tupac and Biggie, you know, and then people just going crazy. And it's like, what are you doing, man? Why do you care? Yeah. What, you what, know, what's the point? You know? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to be mad at the whole coast. You know, Look, it's like, you're, you're, there's other people here other than rappers. Right, yeah. Come on over. <laughs> actually, Ice Cube had a song going at. Actually, he was kind of going at the whole East Coast because, and what he said was was right. Like he was like basically saying, you know, I think it was West Side Connection going at him. Basically, he was saying, you know, we were down for y'all when you know rap was birthed in mm-hmm. you know New York, and we mm-hmm. were listening to all that stuff. And then we come out with our own you know style here on the west coast and you try to diss us you ah, know damn you know he and it was true i mean it, it was, was. kind of like you know he's like well for, you know, forget you mm-hmm. you know and not so many words but <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe a different f word right, right. We, we try to be some fucking civilized individuals to not <laughs> drop no fuck bombs here <laughs> yeah. well listen k-dub man we're at the end of the show my man uh right Dude, you need to come back on here, man. I mean, I'm always snapping on you. I don't mean to, you know, to make you cry because I know you like to cry yourself to sleep at times. Like, <laughs> you get done talking to me and what have you. But let's, man, we got to get together, man. I mean, it's oh, that time definitely. we, you know, let's see if we can get your beer drinking skills up. I mean, I know you can only have a couple, one or two, you know, to my <laughs> six or eight, whatever. <laughs> but we got to kick it together, man. And please, man. Uh, come back onto the show, man. Let's right. you know, this this show is just as much your show as it is mine. You know, I may have the beard, I may be the more handsome of the two of us. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want me on here all the time, just you know, yeah, man. You, you know, like putting you in the shadow and whatnot. Yeah, hey, they put me in the shadow, brother. Put me in the shadow. You know, Samuel Jackson said, right? I's got to piss. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my, my boy Kenneth Washington. All right, has a beard is produced, distributed, and managed by Elements Divide. Adam has a beard is sponsored by a refined man's barbershop, trio board skate shop, Black Widow Razors, with the checkout code A H A B B W R at checkout, Wandering Souls Majestic Bookshop. And X products, FNXFit.com, with a checkout code of FNXTDIC. And we're proudly brought to you by Broken Symbol Brewing. I've grown with the light of the stars, traveled in dream states, showered peace and love to those in need. Breaking dark curses to alter unjust fates. Between realms, there's no telling just how many souls I freed. Through 
lifetimes I cycled through the brink of illumination with vibration move the energy you probably felt the glow since the beginning of creation known the consequence but now I face a reality I prayed I'd never know Every time I give, I lose a part of myself As long as there's been darkness, there's been no time to rest And now I feel that darkness blanket my soul And I got nothing to hold, cause there's not much light left All crashing down, look around, isolated by the shattered dreams Silent screams, trying to feel something But knowing that I'm past a point of no return I don't know if I keep what I got left to let it fade me into nothing When life called, they're pulling me back again But how do I even give the last of who I am? Losing me was never in the plan But there's only so much light that you can give until there is no more We ain't here to keep score, we're here to prevent war Let your soul Now you understand the death Lifeline fainting, you can feel the shallow breath Vision hazy, seeing shadows as they close in Find the strength to keep the door from closing Cause as soon as it does, I feel the hollow that follows The empty, the curse of benevolence that tempts me So tell me, you're reaching out and I don't know what to do This time, who do I save? Is it me or is it you? I fade into the sun. As I fade into the sun. 